For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. to each and every one of our listeners and welcome into the Celtics Life podcast. This is our New Year's podcast and as such we're reintroducing a new Celtics Life drinking game and also debating what each sees New Year's resolution might be along with all the other Boston headlines worth discussing. I'm Topher Lane here with Justin Quinn but as always thank you for listening. We'd really appreciate it if you subscribe and rate us five stars or leave reviews. Helps us be found. Justin let's jump right in. Celtics are looking good lately. Yeah, I was getting a little bit nervous uh, with that bad stretch we had last week, uh, right before, like, kind of kind of interspersed between right before and right after the Philly game. Mm-hmm. Um, and the loss to the, the San Antonio Spurs uh, didn't seem so good either. But then I looked at Houston's record and San Antonio's record, and I feel a little bit better about things, uh, particularly with the way they've been playing late, uh, lately. Mm-hmm. Well, so... Big wins uh, against Minnesota earlier this week. Memphis um, was a solid win, comeback fashion. Uh, we had the Dallas game last night that the Celtics looked dominant during. Uh, another third quarter comeback for the Mavs, but enough that we were able to surge past it. Uh, I, I think that we've been looking really solid. The, the Philly game on Christmas was awesome. Uh, really fun to watch. Went to overtime. Really awesome game all around. And then I think the brightest spot is how well Hayward has played over the past two games. That's super important. He's looked aggressive. He's looked confident. He put up 35 against Minnesota and then followed up with almost a triple-double against Dallas last night. He's been looking really good. He did have that game where he, he just did not score, but uh, you're, you're allowed to have you know games like that even as a regular player from time to time. And the fact that he's strung together so many solid performances in, in, in a way that has actually been you know contributing and not kind of just manufacturing points for him like it was kind of earlier in the season, that is really comforting. But not just Gordon, but also Jalen Brown and Terry Rozier have also both been doing really well. Terry mostly because of the fact that he's had some burn uh, and he's been able to kind of get in rhythm. Uh, but Jalen Brown too, uh, and that might be because his hand, you know, he's been dealing with an injured hand for some time now. Uh, but it kind of also looks more to me like he really starts to, is starting to get his role, what he can do to be successful without impinging on other people's success on this team. Yeah, I, I think I would agree. I'm not quite as high on Terry right now. I, I think that because he's starting, he had a terrific start against Minnesota in the first 15 minutes he had incredible play but he's still taking well I wouldn't say he's taking bad shots but he's still he's missing good shots and it's it's frustrating to see him last night against Dallas he took one in the corner that he should have hit and then next possession he took the exact same shot almost to like prove himself right and he airballed that second one (laughs) and it's it's frustrating to see him almost like playing against himself because it doesn't feel like he's playing with the team as much as he's just trying to compete with his with his own I, I don't know if it's his numbers or, or what he's trying to play for whether he's trying to up his trade value or something I don't know what it is but 
it, it's a little frustrating to watch. And so I'm not as high on Terry as, as I think that you are, but I've been frustrated with him off the bench a lot lately. So I think it's just carrying over to right now him as a starter. Yeah, and I think what I, I should clarify that when I when I'm talking about Terry Rozier, uh, he has been like last month he was just awful, mm-hmm. very very bad. So when I say that he is, he's contributing to team the team uh, in a in a winning basketball sense. He still does have a long way to go in terms of actually meshing with a team. He's kind of you know picked up the Jalen Brown mantle recently in that he seems like he's struggling to find his way as part of the team, but at least he's contributing now. Whereas before he was, he was really hurting his own value. Never mind not contributing to the team in the positive way. Mm-hmm. Well, and on that, uh, with Kyrie being out and Terry moving to the starting lineup, Brad Wanamaker got some run last night for 22 minutes and, and yeah, he looked he's doing good. Well. Yeah. He, he went two for two from deep. He tallied only eight points, but he was strong. He played well. He had some good dimes, picked, played some good defense, picked up three steals. He was, he had a good game all in all. And that was good to see. I think that the team as a whole has been stepping up in the absence of Kyrie. And the same with, with Morris out. He left during the Minnesota game, so we, we don't have much of a sample size yet with that. But they, they've looked solid, and, and we're right now just limping through games and somehow making them look like convincing wins. Marcus Smart is hitting a career-high percentage from beyond the arc at 33.8%. Yeah. With a career low That's part of, it of too. shooting. He's only taking three point seven per game. Yeah, did you? He like ranks among like he's in I think the top ten of most made threes in Celtics franchise history, which is crazy considering how bad he's been at them until this season. Well, I mean he he's such a volume shooter. He just takes so many. <laughs> Law of averages says that he'd be up there, right? I mean he's also the longest tenured Celtic right now, so it's not entirely surprising. But it's it's still just it's it's impressive. I like and it's not like normally you'd be really. You'd be screaming Marcus every time he pulls an open three and now you're kind of you feel like he might hit him and that's pretty cool I like that I still have like a, the scarring you know I still kind of tense up there's a little I bit of a cringe him. yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> but but I feel yeah, I better about them as a whole yeah definitely other storylines Kyrie Irving is a top vote getter for guards in the East by like an insane margin. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, and that surprises me because there's a lot of solid guards in the East, at least ones that I expect to be getting votes. I'm surprised that uh, Ben Simmons is like not even in the top three, and I need to look at the numbers. But Dwayne Wade at two, I kind of understand. <laughs> I'd expect him to have more, considering it's his not because he's playing well, but because yeah. it's just like yeah. Kobe was getting, Kobe was a starter. Because of the fan vote, and he wa- he hadn't like played a game yet that season in his final year. Dwayne Wade, he is kind of a similar ilk of of Kobe, and has only got four hundred nine thousand. He's not even close to Kyrie. So you have other guys like Kemba and Oladipo and Kyle Lowry, who I'd expect would all be getting a lot more votes. Way more votes, yeah, agreed so, totally. So I, I'm a little shocked by that. I don't know. I haven't voted yet this uh, this All Star season. But at least in the past, didn't don't you have to pick two guards, or you is do. that not a thing anymore? You do. So how how are they not getting? <laughs> how are they not getting votes? Um, my theory sense. my theory is pretty simple, and it's just the change of removing Twitter from the equation. I suspect there's going to be a much smaller fan vote, and 
I don't know. Like, I'm not really opposed to a smaller fan vote, like a smaller percentage of the fan vote in terms of, of what ends up being selected for the game because, you know, we've seen some pretty stupid fan votes in the past. I'm sure we'll see some dumb ones this year. Uh, but I would rather it be done a different way instead of eliminating Twitter. You know, I'll get off my soapbox now, but I think that's just not a, not a good thing. I think that that is what we're seeing. Is It's creating a lower level of, of fan interaction. Well, you can tell the Celtics are voting in, in because of uh, Irving, obviously. But also, I mean, Tatum is up there. He's five among front court. Hayward is at nine, which is unreal. And he's one spot above Al Horford, who's at 10, which I'm shocked by the Hayward vote. Not Me that too. I mean, I guess I would vote for him too, but I, I just, I'm surprised that enough people said the, they think he's an all star. When, when you it's... hear Celtics fans who are so low on him, I'm amazed that there are enough people voting for him that he's even in the top 10. There, there seems to be a generally uh, significant amount of goodwill towards Gordon around the league, too. I know a lot of people who aren't Celtics fans who are keeping an eye on his recovery just because they want to see him do well again. I mean, you know, like the Utah fan base that he grew up with in the NBA, they still love him, even though they're not thrilled with his decision. And generally speaking, you know, he's a pretty popular guy. So I kind of feel like he's getting kind of a similar treatment as Dwayne Wade is. Also on that, Kyrie is now broken into the MVP ladder, the Kia MVP ranking ladder of, of things. So he's broken in. He's number 10. I think he should be higher with how well he's been playing prior to the eye injury. Is that is that unreal? I, I know that you have Giannis and Harden, who are now kind of interchangeably at one. Yeah. But then who else is a legitimate threat to Kyrie? I feel like he shouldn't be in the top 10. He should be like top five. Katie and Curry, obviously, are always going to be hanging around there until they start declining. LeBron is in the conversation. I think he should be lower. I, I would actually probably have him below Kyrie Irving out of all those people, uh, with Kyrie coming in right around 5th, 6th, 7th, in my estimation. Um, but I don't know. I mean, you can make a case for him as high as, I think, 5th. But, you know, there's well, a pretty good I competition ahead of him, too. I would disagree. I think LeBron would be higher than him, considering you're looking at how the Lakers look without him right now, sideline, and they are so bad. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I think, I think, right. I think that like you, you look at LeBron on that team, and they're suddenly like they're, they're a strong playoff team. Well, it's not strong. They're a playoff team, and without him, they're just a really bad team. So I, I would value that and put him higher than Kyrie. Whereas the the Celtics are winning some games without Kyrie which I feel like should only, I feel like that would hurt his case, but he's still, I mean, he's winning games for the Celtics. Yeah. And like I, that, that kind of goes more to the, the whole most valuable player for the team. For me, the most valuable player is the most valuable player in the league in terms of what they are mm. adding or doing for um, the NBA as a whole, rather than just because, I mean, there's no, there is no like best player award separate from, the MVP. So to me, well, then, like a then team, they should change, then they should change the name. They should change the name. So it's not the most valuable player. Cause he's like, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like if it's the most valuable player, it's the value that they bring to their team. And the I mean, there's also the league. The there's also the league, you know, <laughs> <laughs> this debate happens every time that word gets out. <laughs> yeah. We'll get, we'll get to this when near the end of the season, we'll have more of these debates. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Happy New Year's, dude. Congrats. It's 2019. Turn the leaf. Yeah. Turn the calendar. We're there. We're in the second year. Are the Celtics going to bounce back and have a strong set like 2019, do you think? After a kind of rocky start? I think start? so. 
<laughs> I think they're finally starting to gel. I think people have taken most of the season to really understand their roles. There's still some going to be some, you know, backsliding, I'm sure. But I'm I'm much more positive about this team than I was at the end of that little win streak we had in late November, early December. Mm-hmm. Um, I I do think that there is still a lot of work to do. I mean, Gordon still has a lot way a long way to go in terms of, of health. We need to make sure that people stay healthy. Uh, we still have to keep an eye on Mook's knee. We still need to deal with Aaron Baines and his hand. Uh, he's getting close to to being looking at starting to come back. At this point, another week or two, I think, is the soonest he'll be able to come back. I can't remember exactly how long it's been, but it's been about three weeks for four to six week injury, if I'm not mistaken. So there's, still, there's definitely some some stuff to build on in 2019 and a really tight schedule, like with games like basically every other day for the entire month. So, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a little rough, but I do think that we are heading in the right direction. What about you? I, I agree. I, I like where we're, where we're headed. I like the games that have started 2019. Gordon Hayward for a little bit was averaging 35 points in 2019. Which is, <laughs> yeah. That's that's a good sign. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yes. Sample <laughs> size may be an issue, but... Yeah, and I told you that uh, that was the first time that I wore my Hayward jersey since game one of the season. And it was the night that he put up 35. I put it on like right after opening tip. And he went off. With the new year, we decided to, as I said in the open, make New Year's resolutions for every Celtic. I believe we got every one, or did we skip a few? I feel like we skipped one or two. I, I, I think we might have skipped Mr. Bird just because of his situation mm-hmm. being apart from the team for the entire season. Uh, there's really not much we could give the man in terms of a resolution in my mind, other than a new start at life and hopefully a clean slate, uh, mm-hmm. away from the team. You know, I don't think that, uh, whatever ends up happening with him in terms of a basketball future and a future in general, um, it's going to be apart from the Celtics, uh, new year, new start. He's one who probably needs it more than anybody. And I hope he gets it. Mm-hmm. We also included Stevens and Danny Ainge with our new year's resolutions and, Additions to the drinking game as well, which Mark Allison and I introduced two years ago now, I think. It was it was back a while ago that we made that drinking game. So we are uh, ready for round two of that game. Our, my suggestion is that you don't do the rule for every single player and instead you choose one or two. <laughs> and just do yeah. that for the entire game <laughs> just so that you can live unless you're very upset about something or, or, or you know you hate your liver or something like that yeah and um, i think many celtics fans do but we'll, we're, i'm gonna suggest <laughs> i'm gonna suggest just one of the uh or two of the players at most if you're really trying to go crazy maybe do three but be a little light on one of them so we'll start should we run through both and say each player and kind of go through their their resolution and then their drinking game rule or how do we go about that um, let's do them together, just just to, because I think it'll be a little more coherent than jumping through the list twice. All right. So we'll start with Kyrie Irving, the leader of this team. My suggestion for his New Year's resolution is that he wants to finally get the rest of the team to do the little things that he's been urging everybody to do the entire season. And he keeps saying, we just need to get everybody to do those little things. And then we'll finally be able to it play It sounds together. like he's doing it. It's, yeah, Jalen Brown said today, I think, or after the Mavericks game, that they're yeah. really playing together. They're playing for, you know... Every, they're all coming together and working to achieve that kind of greatness as a team. And I think that's partially what Kyrie had been 
striving for. So maybe he's achieved it already. We're only five days in. Maybe he's already got his new resolution achieved. Uh, my suggestion for the drinking game for Kyrie would be a shot of Captain Morgan for every 30-point game because he's trying to be the captain of this team. I think it's poetic. We do know that Brad doesn't like captains, but it might be related to the fact that I'm just not going to make this joke because it's an alcohol joke and deals with, you know, Brad's demeanor, and it's All a right. very tired joke. Sorry! Right. Right. Yeah, Marcus Morris, what do you got? Um, I suggested that he set a goal of finishing the season with less than 10 technicals, which is actually a goal that he has, but he can make it his resolution to finish with the less than 10 techs as his new year's resolution. Um, unfortunately he hasn't hit, uh, picked up any since the last time he was ejected, I think during the Houston game. Uh, but the problem being that he is currently on pace for 12 technical fouls, based on the number of games when he got them. Um, not picking up any sense has definitely helped, but he, he's going to have his work cut out for him if he really wants to get to that goal. I don't even know how you find... I'm looking at basketball reference, trying to figure out where you can even see what technicals he's got. <laughs> and I have no way of even figuring that out. ESPN so, lists them. You have yeah. to go digging for it. Cool. Well, all right. I, th- I like that. That's a solid rule. Because he's, he's someone who can get kind of uh, carried away. So I like that. Technically, that's, that's a solid. Oh, oh. oh sorry, sorry. <laughs> I was, I'm just full of them today. All full right. So for for a drink, uh, I, I suggested now people who are either from Philly or familiar with Philly know about Frank uh, Frank's Black Cherry Wishniak. Uh, sometimes called the cheese steak of soda, uh, which really sounds oh, gross. That sounds miserable. <laughs> but yeah, it does. But it, it's mostly like a Dr Pepper ish kind of sort of. Uh, they say cheese stick of soda because the cheese stick is the quintessential Philly food. So I get that. Uh, I still that don't like and, it though. <laughs> yeah, um, that and vodka. If he gets a tech, basically, would be the drink. Um, or if you can't get that, then just whatever local soft, soft drink, the local, the localiest uh, soft drink you can find with vodka. Okay, I think every time he screams at a player, you should do something. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's your drink of choice. I think that'd be a fair. Sure. <laughs> Uh, Terry Rozier, when he gets his, his, I think New Year's resolution is to find his scariness, scary face again. I think that's a fair, because he is, he's been, and he got sued, right? Or like he got the one that he'd been using taken away. Oh yeah. I mean, it's debatable, uh, whether or not he can even be sued. They're still going to court. Um, he's not being sued by the movies, mind you. He's being sued by the people who make the mask that is used in the movies mm. because I don't know, I guess they need some money or something. Sure. <laughs> uh, I, I like that. I, I think that's a solid New Year's resolution. He needs to be scary again. And he hasn't been, he's been kind of, it's kind of dumb that they're suing them too, because if you think about it, the only the only chance of them ever having any significant publicity with that mask again is Terry Rozier or them making yet another sequel, which doesn't seem to be happening. So they should just hire him and not yeah. sue him. Yeah. What's this drink? Uh, the Soul Taker, which is a blend of vodka, tequila, and amaretto. Whenever he scores on back-to-back possessions, like that sequence a couple of games ago where he scored three, well, almost three straight, two straight threes, and then skip a possession and another three. You would have gotten at least one in there. If you don't know how to make or can't get your hands on the equipment for a soul taker, just whatever your, 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 you know, big vice alcohol is. Were you a bartender? 
<laughs> I feel like you. I feel like I. I was a bartender for a very brief period of my life when I was still living in New England. Yes, <laughs> at the municipal cafe for our Connecticut listeners. <laughs> Al Horford, I think his uh, his new resolution resolution should be to stay healthy for the rest of the season, which I think is a solid solid resolution. And I would like that. I would very much like. I that. think every Celtics fan would like that if you can stay healthy, especially with just the devastating injuries to our front court otherwise in baines and morris and time lord all of them <laughs> they're all just they're all down so he's the only guy we got uh his drink is a shot of admiral nelson admiral al al Horford, admiral nelson admiral every time okay, he picks you, up you, a double you can double get that, that's that's a terrible pun i am very relieved i'm not the only one making absolutely disgusting puns yep. today yep you're, you have to see it written down if you don't get the pun, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize in advance. Jalen Brown, what do you got? He needs to make a resolution to the effect of uh, passing the Marcus Smart uh, permanent heat check syndrome onto someone else, preferably on another team. And it's starting to look like maybe it's going to a third party. I'm hoping it's not Terry Rozier, mm. as you were alluding to earlier. Uh, but it does seem like that might be the case. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to we'll get to uh, potential solutions to that in some other pod. Uh, but for a drink for Jalen, uh, we were thinking of something strong with a smooth finish. I was thinking mezcal. Uh, whenever he scores at the rack. So whenever he actually, not just like attacks the cup, but whenever he scores, whenever he finishes. This is a high-volume drink, we hope, this season. So be careful. Yeah, that one. That one's one that you, he's your high-volume drinking player. The one that you pick. And then you have like the, <laughs> you have like the Morris Tech as your second game or your second player. Because yeah. that, one, that one you have a chance yeah. of getting. But the Jalen one, every time he finishes strong with a smooth finish. That's if you drink your your drink. That's Could be rough. I think that was a I think that was a solid rule that we made. I was happy with that. Uh, Jason Tatum. Yeah, I like it too. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Jason Tatum. <laughs> uh, finally nailed down those Kobe esque shots. Yeah. you know I don't like that he takes them, but if he's going to take them, he needs to make he's them. He's still not there yet, but that's good New Year's resolution to finally get those to work in the gym on those contested fadeaways and all that. Uh, his drink should be to sip a gin and juice when he hits an open mid range. That could have been a three. <laughs> Why gin and juice? What was your What was your rationale there? Uh, Los Angeles. Is he from LA? He loves the Kobe esque shots. He nobody loves the Kobe esque shots. And if we're gonna we're gonna you know package these together, I figured, you know, steal a little bit of LA's thunder. Okay. Uh, Gordon Hayward. He wants to lead a playoff game in scoring. Is his nearest resolution? We've decided. And. Uh, Courtesy of Mark, his drinking game rule is every time he dunks, you finish your fucking drink, whatever it is, which I appreciate. Didn't I have another one in there? I feel like I put another one on there, which was just any time that he like, looks like he hurts his leg, you also finish your drink. Every time you like gasp or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that one's, that one's oh, like... Oh, yeah. Any, any, injury, any injury threat whatsoever, even if he just turned his ankle a little mm-hmm. bit. Finish your drink, whatever yeah. it is. No, I like that. That's a good rule. Uh, semi. I think if he could just average a made three per game by this time next season, which, you know, he's been hitting them, but he's starting to actually become a scoring threat and not just a defensive presence. Um, 
I've often said that, that Semi is what you would expect Marcus Smart would have been doing with his shooting averages the first couple of years in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad he kept shooting based on what we're seeing this year. Uh, so hopefully we will see a little bit of direction uh, coming from Semi in the other way. Uh, that he just you know tries to score more, particularly from deep, because he can hit it, and he is not that bad. There's just... I won't quite say the yips, but a general reluctance for him to shoot in general, particularly from deep. He looked rough in the preseason, like launching. He did. Launching those threes. And he's actually quietly been looking a lot better from deep. Uh, but it, it's quiet. It is. It's, it's hard to notice because, it, like you said, it's only like one, maybe two a game. And it doesn't, it doesn't show up yep. significantly in the box score because he's not coming up as like a big scorer. But he still is dropping a couple buckets every now and then. So, he's getting close to that New Year's Revolution. For his drink, I suggested a shot of palm wine because... I mean, he grew up in the United States, but he's Nigerian. That's one of the most popular drinks in Nigeria. Um, I understand that most of you will not have ready access to palm wine, so you just take a drink of whatever local spirit, whatever the local beverage of your area, wherever you live, uh, if he hits a three-point. We do try to get pretty cultural with all the future drinks, I think, right? We try and stick with those. <laughs> all the other ones. Might as well. Yeah. Might as well. Which leads us... Uh, yep, Gershon, Yabu. Uh, every time he hits a double double, uh, scoring this se- or double digit scoring this season, that's a resolution. And my drinking game suggestion was a sip of absinthe every time that he does his his like bow and arrow dab when he hits a three. It's kind of it's kind of weird, like you know the way the weird Celtics Twitter loves you. Him. Cannot see me uh, doing this dab French. right now. I'm sitting at my mic, just duh. <laughs> I'm throwing. Yeah, all right, absinthe. I like it. I'm sorry. <laughs> that Oy. that brings us to Danny uh, Tice, Daniel Tice, the German sensation. What's his New Year's resolution? So, to get some burn in the Eastern Conference Finals, because he really, really wanted to play last last season in the fine or in in the postseason as we advanced, and that injury to him uh, in the postseason really, I think, could have been the difference for us making it to the finals last last mm-hmm. uh, playoffs. Uh, his his drinking game rule. I like this. is a great pun. I love this so much. It's all you. Long Island Tice Tea, nice. <laughs> which is just Long Island iced tea with a dash of Rumpelminza, uh, and you sip it when he hits a three. <laughs> I uh, I also and to go back to the cultural part, I suggested that if it's a weekday and you're not trying to get schwasty, you just have a Heineken. Just have some sips of Heineken. That's fair. It's, it's German. I think it's German. Or is it Dutch? I thought it was German. That's why I suggested it. Is there a more iconic german beer it'd be awkward if i just said that and it wasn't german <laughs> i mean uh i'll look it up and uh i will edit out our embarrassment if uh we are in fact suggesting a dutch we're beer. we're not we're not just... looking very good right now with the daniel tice no we're sloppy we're sloppy <laughs> like we want you to be uh if you actually participate <laughs> in this game all right uh brad wanamaker we think his New Year's resolution should be to be the leading scorer in a game this season. He's on the path to that after that thrilling eight-point game last night. 
You know, he's making making strides. I mean, it's progress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good strides. Could happen. Could happen. Uh, yeah. And locally for Mr. Wanamaker, a big swig of Yingling, which is uh, from Pennsylvania, as is he, or a local beer if he gets an assist. Just stay local. That's that's appreciated. What's uh, Robert Williams' new resolution? New Year's resolution. Well, this is all me because you know Time Lord. He should just appear on the new new season of Doctor Who as himself, also a Time Lord mm. like Doctor Who, yep. which is for those who don't know the origin of uh, his. Are you going to get into Doctor Who? Quirky nickname, yes. <laughs> um, for a drink. A highball, every lob connection, because uh, it's an old-timey drink, and, you know, he goes up and back in time for them. I'm sorry. Nice. Anyway. Nice. Solid. <laughs> Aaron Baines, the Australian, he wants to hit over 40% from three with uh, meaningful attempts in the postseason. I think that's even a regular season goal, just hit 40% or higher. Yeah. He was doing it for the first third of the season. He was one of the better and for stretches, the best three point shooter with meaningful attempts on the Celtics. But then he just kind of fell apart and hasn't really been trying them unless he's just like wide open. Mm -hmm. And that kind of makes me sad because he, he is good enough that he should be taking at least as many as Marcus smart is, uh, even now, you know? Uh, so hopefully when that hand is healed, we see some more of that. Um, we were also thinking of a Foster's, uh, or a Penfold's wine, whatever Australian beverage you can get your hands on. Yeah. Uh, if you can make a three, if you can, a local beer of any kind. Yeah. We were just trying to look up anything that was Australian and we could not figure out what, what that is. We were debating, I don't know what Foster's is. And every website told me it's a big ass beer. It's only Penfold's was like a iconic Australian wine. And I, I don't know what that, I've never seen it or heard of it. So. I'm not cultured enough for Australia. I apologize to Aaron Baines immediately. I'm sorry. Marcus Smart. He wants to reach league average from three, which I think is respectable, and he's getting close. Very close. Mm. All right, what's his uh, drink game rule? Kamikaze when he dives for a loose ball, because that should be pretty obvious. Yeah, true. PJ Dozier. <laughs> he's killing it in Maine. I can say that. That's a thing. He is. Uh, he wants to play uh, more than 10 minutes in a game that's not a blowout according to you, which I think is a solid goal. Do you think he's ever going to do it? Do you think that's actually a I mean, plausibility? It won't be a good possibility if it's happening, because that means that Kyrie and probably somebody else in the backcourt is injured. Uh, so that, that may not be such a great thing if it does happen. But if it does happen, um, it's definitely possible. You know, he's definitely shown he can score. I don't know if he can defend, which has kind of been his, his problem staying on the floor with the, with the, the, the parent club. But, uh, We'll see. Yeah. Could happen. Uh, his drink is a shot of Firefly Sweet Tea, which is a South Carolinian, Carolinian drink like him when he enters the game or any local liquor. You're all about local drinks on these latter guys. Might as well. Might as well stimulate the local economy if you can't find whatever weird crap we end up. <laughs> all right. Brad Stevens, his New Year's resolution is to actually win Coach of the Year. And you finish a Sun King, which is a popular local brew in Indy. You're killing it with these local beers. Or whatever local beer you got. And again. And again. If Mad Brad appears. If he gets pissed, that's when you start drinking. Which I think is already going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's a natural reaction. I mean, it's happened a couple times this season. 
And Danny Ainge, you and I both agreed his New Year's resolution is to trade for Anthony Davis as the first resolution, and his second is to successfully convince the media to drop Time Lord as a nickname for Robert Williams. I think the AD trade is probably the more realistic one, which is telling you a lot. It keeps getting closer. Every year, it's like, ah, the Celtics are even more likely to pull the trigger on it. So maybe it's maybe this is the year, 2019. Maybe it's in the offseason. Who knows? The drink is uh, well, this is, uh... cream soda. No alcohol. Just one sip when he makes a deal. <laughs> Why is that? Why'd you make that the rule? Um, well, you know, he's a Mormon. Then, you know, they're supposed to kind of be teetotalers. Not all of them are, obviously. I know plenty of Mormons who, you know, enjoy a good drink every now and again. But just in case, you know, you need, you need to pick somebody out there uh, to be your main guy because, you know, you don't want to drink a lot or you don't want to drink it all, but you still want to participate. In which case, that's kind of weird, but okay. Yep. All right. Upcoming week, we got Brooklyn. Easy win, theoretically, at home. The Pacers are probably going to be one of our tougher tests this month. And then we hit the road for two of our like four road games in January. Uh, Miami and Orlando. Both are, well, it's a Florida road trip. So that's fun. What do you think? Record, what do you go? Uh, I would have to say, okay, so first of all, if we approach Brooklyn like they are going to be a win, we'll, we'll lose to them because they won seven of their last ten games. Uh, and they're playing really well. You know, they are, they would technically make the playoffs if it, if the season ended today. Uh, you know, they still have a pretty hard schedule ahead of them, so I'll, I'll be I'll, I'll bank that when it happens. But you know, it's definitely got potential to be a trap game. Indiana is going to be a tough game, also for obvious reasons. They've been playing excellent. I definitely think they're beatable. Um, and then you know, Miami, we should probably the easiest game, maybe arguably Orlando. Um, on the schedule, but both all these teams are well coached, so we can't like slack off. Miami definitely has the whole uh, people coming in and partying a little bit much the night before problems. So hopefully they they book the same day flight. <laughs> um, I think we probably we we definitely drop at least one game. Um, I'm gonna go with Brooklyn over Indiana just because of the sneakiness of them. I do think that they are checking out how they've been playing and they're aware of them, but it's kind of hard to, to shake the whole Brooklyn sucks kind of mentality considering how long they have. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that might work to their favor. Um, I think they're going to approach Indiana appropriately. And by then, hopefully everyone will be completely healthy. Um, Orlando is a very mixed bag. I'm really, you know, like I haven't been following them really, really closely, but you know, they have Clifford now and they've been playing much better than, than the roster would suggest. So potential track game there as well. All right. So what's that? What's that? Three and one, two and two, three and one. I think, um, I won't say for sure it's Brooklyn, but I'm definitely saying we're going to drop at least one game out of these three. Yeah. I'm going to stay positive and go three and one. Though. Yeah. I would agree with that. All right. Well, really could be anybody. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Check out the links to the top of CelticsLife.com where we have a huge variety of shirts and hoodies in our store. And you can get tickets to next game under the heading. You can see us play Brooklyn, maybe lose, according to Justin. And you can find the pod on Wooshka, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, most of our podcatcher apps. And if you subscribe, you won't miss any of our awesome episodes. And that's just 
great news. And if you like what you hear, if you rate us five stars, that helps other people hear us, which is even better for us and you, because then we have better, I don't know, it's, it just works around, all around, great for everybody. And if you don't like something or you have a suggestion, make sure you cut it, let us know with a comment on any of our Celtics Life articles or on Twitter with the hashtag CLPod, as we just want to bring you guys the Celtics coverage that you want just the way you like it. All right, Justin, happy New Year's, man. Happy New Year. Yeah. Catch you all later. Later. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.